Hey guys, thanks for joining us for another episode of My Funny Friends. I'm one half of your hosting dynamic duo, joined by my other half, Mr. Will Abels. Will, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. Um, I wish you were there with me, but a mere 25 minutes ago, I was in line to get a coffee. Uh huh. And I almost lost my goddamn mind. What? How so? Just there's only one person in line. They're right uh-huh. in front of me. And I'm like, okay, cool. I have time to get a coffee. I'll get back, get a little snack, sit down. And this person is like, decides that now is the time that they want to learn what an espresso is. So they're just there talking to this barista. And the barista's being super nice, you know, but they're just like, well, you know, if you want more milk, you can add more milk. And, and I was like, has this person just been dropped on this earth? And the first thing they did was walk into a coffee shop. And I'm this standing is there my for first ten... time as a human being. And I'm standing there for 10 minutes, just like losing my mind behind <laughs> them. <laughs> and then they were just like, what do you want? And I was like, I want a black coffee medium. You're never to see that person ever again. And I want to never see this 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 woman again. <laughs> they go through the history of espresso. I mean, like seriously, like I heard her. She was like, and so like, what's an espresso? And I was like, Oh my god. And I was like, oh, look, I can't quite tell you, right? <laughs> like, I know it's a bean. I, I say, know so it's like, what like, is, what it, what, I mean, what, it, what is this? Well, it's concentrated caffeine. I know that much. And it's an oh, espresso okay. bean. It's the bean, which is different okay. from coffee. Oh. Very similar, but it is different. I thought they were all beans. They are all beans, but they're not the same bean. So there's coffee beans and then there's espresso beans? I think so. Huh. I wish we had haters to like comment on this. Right. <laughs> like you're all idiots. This is stupid. You don't know coffee. I've, I've never been you you've been the coffee drinker. I've never been a, mm-hmm. a, a huge coffee drinker. I've always been my, you know, synthetic caffeine. Yeah, you're more of a synthetic guy. I'm trying to switch over. I uh, started drinking uh, Celsius. And uh then my girlfriend uh, the was healthy like, energy drink. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and then she was like just <laughs> She's like go back to coffee and I was like all right, yeah. I'll go back to coffee. Yeah, I'm hooked now. I'm done. I yeah, like well, we know fizzy, I, I like my fizzy energy drink in the morning and my non-carbonated energy drink in the afternoon. And I like I like to just sit there in traffic with you in Atlanta and then just oh pump my myself God, full of man. caffeine and jump out in the middle of traffic. Oof. That was yeah. a good time to be like, hey, I like energy drinks. <laughs> you turned into the Jim Carrey. Like, have you had have you read Red Bull? I've read Red Bull. Like, Red Bull, you like Red Bull? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really, they're really lost my mind <laughs> well drew where what have you been up to i haven't seen you in a minute yeah man so we're just been, been on, on the road right yes march and april were very kind to me yeah got to do some some trips got to go you know got to go got to go got to go to carolina you know got to see my people in carolinas good it's got to see north and south didn't oh, wow. got to see both it was nice wow wow Shout out to Keith D in Charleston for always hooking mm-hmm. it up. I uh, got to, you know, do my quarterly check-in at Dead Crow. So everyone's yep. doing good. They send their best. 
You need to go Good. see it. I, I'm trying to. Yeah, <laughs> I've tried to. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, been good. Got to did some some dates in Virginia. Did some, yeah, uh, in Richmond, some right? dates in Alabama. Uh, it's just been all know. over the southeast, man. Trying to uh, plan for the summer. <laughs> yeah, these were my good months. Now I got to figure out what the next few months look like. Now it's the barren wasteland <laughs> and heat <laughs> that is comedy in the summer. Yeah, especially in the south. Oh man, yeah. What about you? What you been up to? I've been on the road as well. Uh, I had well, I had a pretty good run of shows in Indianapolis, which was uh, new, good place. Yep, went up to a place just outside of Indy called uh, the Brick Room. Very small, small club, but owners were amazing. A lot of fun. Um, And then I went down and did Don't Tell Indy, which was honestly one of the best sets I think I've had ever and and uh sometimes i realize that not having information is a good thing oh no (laughs) i was doing my joke about restaurants and you know at some point i start shooting ice agents and i also was making fun of people that stormed the capitol on january 6th and those jokes do well right but this was getting like and it elevated like applause break. I was like, what is happening? And I found out the next day that Trump was in town with the NRA convention. <laughs> so these people just thought that I was like, oh, he doesn't, he doesn't care at all. So sometimes you're a hero and you don't even know it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's the way it went though. Cause that could have gone. Oh, I know as well. So well, that's, nice. and that's when I found that information that I was talking to uh, Alex price at a, uh, black circle the next night and i was telling oh, him i was like Christ. you know i'm I'm, yeah great 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 guy but i i was telling him i was like you know i'm almost glad i didn't know that information because i don't think i would have told the jokes the way i did you right. know and i would have been so almost kind of scared yourself yeah yeah so having just you know blind ignorance <laughs> worked in I my had, favor i had this opener one time about uh legalizing weed and trump and you know like who hates Donald Trump? Who you know? Yeah. Who likes weed? Like, yeah, what yeah. if he? What if he legalized it? Yeah. This was still when he was in office. So it was real. And I did that one night and didn't know that the entire like three fourths of the audience was like North Carolina Democrats. Like the governor oh. was there. Like it was. Oh my god! They, they loved it. They thought it was great. Yeah. But I yeah. didn't know until afterward. I was like, oh, that could have gone. I would have been different. in my own head and not done that joke for sure. Right. Well, that's sort of funny is I've been making fun of Biden a little bit recently. Not like nothing too hard. Well, that's the thing is, man, like that's what I I don't know about your comedy, but I want everyone to sure. know if I do dip, get in that bag, which I yeah. rarely ever do. I'm picking yeah. on everybody. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what I've been doing is like yeah. talking just the, the joke I've been doing is just like you can't convince me that Joe Biden doesn't wake up every day and thinks this is all just like a fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> and so i just do this impression of him like waking up being like oh wow what happened <laughs> did they and talk me into running for president again they did oh, let's not go back and yeah go uh, the chop, uh, i actually didn't i didn't believe it like yeah, yeah. my girlfriend told me and i was like yeah no, okay not, like he's not doing it he's gonna freaking die oh, but that's the thing man they're getting so this wave of politicians oh. is getting so old, old. They're so old. So t- making decisions oh. for us. And they're six years older than us. It's great. Good stuff. Well, Good stuff. Uh, America. Well, 
so uh so indy was good and then i went to um columbus ohio fantastic don't tell show okay Okay. they they run it like a club don't tell don't tell's taking over well and the thing is like i'm looking at it and you either do it very very right or you do it okay Mm -hmm. that makes any sense like it's never a bad show it's never a bad show but when they do this right it is almost better than doing club shows um it's just a cool venue energy's great and columbus is doing it right indianapolis was doing it right i mean it was just nice so much fun the way they set it up um so i did that and then i did state college hung out with the <laughs> hung out with the, the fam honestly one of the more tough shows i've done not because of the audience it was just so loud that i really was having a hard time focusing um but it was good. It was really like a fun time. It was a blast. And like, I got to meet all my brothers, you know, bros. they're all graduating next week. So I got to meet all the bros and they were all like, hey, what do you think about Joe Rogan? I was like, don't worry about it. That's not good. <laughs> I was like, they're like, you know, it was funny because they were like, they're like, I just don't really watch it when the comics are on. I'm like, you guys sound like comics. Like, that's what all the comics say. They're like, yeah, I don't really watch Joe Rogan when the comics are on. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, he is pretty good at interviewing comics. Yeah. And then I went to, uh did a show in the middle of nowhere pennsylvania mm-hmm. and it was pretty i'm pretty sure it was a cop bar and that was rough that was rough. <laughs> that was that was a little <laughs> bit tough that one was a tough 45 minutes that was what? a little sweaty cop, did you realize it was a cop bar well it's the thing is like i don't even know if it was cops or if it was just those dudes that live in the middle of nowhere and wish they were in the military but never oh, joined the cosplayers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they just kind of like soup up their trucks and they got like a, a Punisher logo on the back. That's not your so bros, dude. Those were not my bros. And That's it was annoying because, yeah, it was a good show, but there was like seven of them trying to hold the room hostage. And then I broke uh, one of them and he started laughing. And I was like, eh, now you're, now you're in my pocket. I hate that, man. When a whole group of people, it's almost like you say a joke and everyone in the room looks to see how they respond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before and I tried to, yeah, and I tried to play like the middle ground with them for a little bit, and they just weren't having it. So then I, I got to that Biden joke, and then they were like, well, "I guess that's okay." Okay, like, he's picking right. on him. That's fine. Whatever. Okay. I guess at least that guy. But yeah, it was good. Now I'm here. Well, good man. And uh, I don't have any shows for two weeks. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm going to North Dakota to do comedy. Going Fargo, the great, the great white north. Yeah. That's what I love that show, so I'm excited about going to Fargate. Yeah, I've only heard good things, and you're going at a good time because it will not be it's negative not 20 snowing. degrees. <laughs> like when Brandon and everyone went up, and it was just yeah. snow everywhere. I don't, I don't do well with ice and snow. You know that. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. You're not a good, yeah. No, you're not a good, I like, you're not a, I'll go up north in the spring and summertime. You're not a snow bear. You're just a spring bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What about you? Where are you? Where are you? Where's, where's the next adventure? Well, Drew, guess what? I have two weeks off from comedy, but I am going, making my return to New York City. But New I, York as City. of as of now, I'm not doing any stand up, um, oh, which wow. is a conversation for a different time, I think. Uh, <laughs> is this a, is, are you excited you're not doing stand up? It's sort of like this reminder of like, I don't feel any like you know that when you when you leave a scene you're like oh did I accomplish everything I could accomplish mm-hmm. I don't feel that anymore I'm kind of like no that was 
you know, it's been so difficult to book. I just want to do one show and it's been so difficult to book that I was like, this is ridiculous. I got you. So you're just like, I'm just going to go have fun. I'm just going to go have fun. I'm going to go see my friends. My not. I mean, I'll see some of my comedy friends, but I'll, most of my friends in New York were not comedians. So I'm going to go see them. But I think that brings us to our topic of the day. Topic and that, of the day. And that is about changing comedy scenes. Oh, Okay. Which both of us have done, yes. See in our in our lifetime, yeah. I think one of the things you got to talk about up front too is when you first step foot in your original comedy scene, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're brand new. So that's that's like being the you know the new kid in town before you even yeah. change anything. You just got to You got to you got to cozy up with your locals of the scene you're given first and foremost. Yeah. Well, and that's, it's so funny because you and I got here in Nashville about the same time. I think you were six months ahead of me. A little bit earlier. Maybe? Yeah. yeah. A little yeah. pre-pandemic, post-pandemic. Yeah. Or yeah right yeah. in the middle of the pandemic. But it was funny starting over here because when I was starting over here, the whole world was starting over because it was okay. January, 2021. You know, the vaccine just came out. People were finally going back outside the for the most part. Shows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was like a good time to start over in this place. But New York actually wasn't my first comedy scene, you know. I I had to start over in New York too. Um where was so what so what was the first scene you had to uh establish yourself in? Well, see, I think about it too. Like I I started in Boston. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm doing a disservice to my Boston comedian friends that have like established that comedy scene. Mm-hmm. And I've like worked in that comedy scene because I pretty much only did shows at Emerson when I lived there. So you were in the Emerson I, comedy scene. And then I would do the comedy studio uh, about once a month. Okay. And so I really didn't know the Boston comedy scenes. But because I was like doing the studio and doing a couple other spots around town, I felt the confidence to be like, oh, I can just go down to New York. And <laughs> and then and then all hell breaks loose. Yeah. So you jumped straight from college to New York. To New York. Yeah. Uh, a couple of buddies of mine who lived together in LA when we did our internship, I was like, let's, I was like, well, I just remember getting so, and this is a pretty consistent pattern in my life is when I get bored, instead of just like going for a walk, I just make a drastic life change. (laughs) And and we were in Boston and it was, I I think it was a necessary change to go to New York, not because of comedy, but just because I was always a college student. In Boston, I only associate it with being a college student, so that was my next step to trying being a to try being an adult. And then I moved to Nashville and reverted fifteen years, <laughs> and just went back to being a college student. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is. Oh, okay. This is a regression. That we yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like just about to be an adult, and then I was like, Nah, I'm not. I'm nah, not. who wants to do I'm that? Doing this. Yeah, yeah. But. Uh, so I guess the thing was, it took me a long time, but I think the one thing is it took me a while to realize what being in a smaller scene really meant. Mm-hmm. And that is like just seeing the same faces every single night. And so you, so you didn't see that in New York. No, like you would see some people, right? Cause if you did this, if you did the same open mics every night, you would see, but New York is seven comedy scenes in one scene, you know, 
And so if I really didn't want to see anybody, I could just go to a different, you know, oh, I'm going to Queens tonight. Oh, I'm going down to Williamsburg. Even with that, you can go down to, like deeper into Brooklyn and go see a different scene entirely. So here, I, it, you Did know. Did you have comics that would split scenes? Like, oh, he's kind of like Manhattan, Brooklyn, you know, like. Yeah. And there's also like the club scene versus the independent scene. Okay. And uh, we have that here in Nashville, too, for sure. There are people you only see in certain rooms yeah. versus, I mean, you know, but we also only have. Yeah, but we also only have one club, so it's like, well, I mean, we have Third Coast, but you know, they like Everyone's to do. Everyone's welcome at Third Coast, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess you do see everybody go through there. I don't know. It was like it's this thing where at first I really enjoyed seeing everyone all the time, and <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean that in a negative way. I just you. say. Yeah, but I just meant I enjoyed seeing everybody because I was new. And then when I got to be more established here, that's when it was like, oh, this is tough to work on material. Because even if I go to two open mics tonight, it's the same group both times, you know, and it's and like when I would see other comedy scenes like always loved doing shows in Philadelphia. But I remember like when I was when I was in New York, all my buddies in Philadelphia, like it was just drama nonstop all the time and now that i've lived here in nashville for a couple years i understand that because we just see each other so much so you can't escape it you know and especially with like one club we're all very competitive and you're fighting for this one spot so you're just like ripping each other's heads off all the time but i will say i like that for the most part we keep our drama in-house yeah uh, you know, yeah, yeah. well, for, well, and then and then all of a sudden I'm getting calls from DC being like, "Hey, what's happening in Nashville?" I'm like, yeah. do you know about? We don't want to be the new Raleigh. Oh my God, I love it. Though. Love Raleigh. I love Raleigh. I love it. They just will. So yeah, they just will not stop. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but no, like I to your point, seeing everyone every week. You know, that's what I came up in. That's just what. That's what I'm. That's that's what I'm used to. It, right, and, right. and it's almost like you always have to be on your game because you don't like once you get to a certain point in a smaller scene yeah it's almost like you can't take a night off yeah like yeah, you yeah. like there was times where i was like i want to work on this joke that i don't know if it's going to work or not but like people expect a lot from me at this point so like yeah 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 yeah. maybe i'll sprinkle this new joke in but also have something to fall back on to end the night because i don't want now people come to the open mics to see the heavy hitters in in the scene so you're like man i don't want to i don't want to disappoint them (laughs) i know because in our scene we had one open mic when i first started so i started in southern pines north carolina no comedy right. scene, nowhere to do comedy. If I wanted to go up, it was a mellow mushroom mixed media, and I would be the only non comedian. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah, be yeah, the yeah. reason it was mixed media. <laughs> uh, so I didn't ever do that. Oh, no, thank you. Uh, so then I realized I could move to Raleigh or Wilmington, went to Wilmington, and yeah. they had some smaller mics, but the you know, yeah, cream of the crop was Dead Crow. Thursday nights, full basement, people expecting you to be funny. You legitimately could crush at this open mic, and boom, now these people actually come to see you. Yeah, right. Like, it got to the point. 
Yeah, it got to the point where some yeah. people that came to the club often would ask Amy, hey, who's opening for the headliner this weekend? Because that's going to yeah. determine on if I'm coming or not. Meanwhile, the headliner's like, <laughs> like amazing. It's not like one of those clubs that just gets like a me as a headliner. They get legitimately really, really talented, funny guys. And we got super lucky because I guess because of where we were, since we were so isolated on the coast, a lot yeah. of headliners didn't bring features. So we got yeah. a feature for a lot of our favorite comics early on. Right. Like when we first went there, I don't think I ever realized how isolated Wilmington was from the rest of the North Carolina comedy scene. Like it really yeah. is its own it's thing. Three over there. hours away from it or two and a half from Raleigh and three and a half from Charlotte. Yeah. And then oh, even if that. you want to go to like Asheville or Greensboro or anything, it's like uh, opposite sides. Of the yeah. State, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember it's like trying to put runs together, and I was like, "All right, I'll do Asheville, I'll do Greensboro, I'll do the Triangle, and then I'll go over to Wilmington." And then just Wilmington was always the part that kind of fell apart because it was its yeah, own. That's why we theme. always got paired with like Myrtle Beach and Char, like the other coastal yeah. states, yeah, or the other Which coastal makes, scenes. Makes so much more sense. Yeah, easier to yeah. go up and down that coast than across the state. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah. so I, I mean, but that that made it to where you had to be like we didn't have. It was quality over quantity with the opportunities. You know, sure. like you, you didn't get to rep your stuff a lot, but it was in front of an audience. Right. So that was, I, to be honest with you, I think early on when you're not really burning up the notebook, it was a little more beneficial. Yeah. Well, so and that's like, sort of what Nash really hammer home. Like, like I grew a 20 pretty quick in that environment. Yeah. 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 And that's also we we started at a certain time where growing uh 20 minutes mattered a lot more than it does now. Yeah. You yeah. know, cuz you can just do a 7 minute set forever now. You know. Well, and, we talked about it, you know, coming up in the south, you're geared towards getting ready to be on the road. Like that's yeah. how we that's how you have to make try to make it in the south is you have to grind yeah. the road. Because, you know, a lot of us enjoy living in the South. We don't want to move to New York or L.A. or Chicago. Like, right. So for us, it's to hurry up and get that feature spot so you can get on the road. Yeah. And and uh, New England was the same way. It's like everyone just did the New England circuit over and over and over again. And I, I actually remember a past guest of ours, uh, Blake Wexler, I remember, I, I want to say we had just graduated. So I think we were out in the real world. But I remember him getting like a headliner spot, like a legitimate headliner spot. And I remember talking to him and I was like, how did you pull that off? He goes, I just lied. <laughs> I just lied. He goes, I just lied. And they expect me to do 45 minutes. And I was like, what are you going to do? And he's like, 45 minutes. I guess so 45 <laughs> minutes. I mean, you know, like, I'm just going to figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I re the first time, first couple of times you do 20, you don't really have it. No, no, no. Not at all. But you're trying like, your hardest. Yeah, and you're just kind of talking out of your ass, and you're using every single thing. Well, so that was a nice thing about Nashville when I first got here is there was only like two open mics open at the time, and so I could just play the hits for the first like five months. That was then nice once I, when your yeah. A material can be your open mic material for a little bit because you're new. Right. That's the that's the pro of moving to a new scene is 
all that material is new heard unheard material again i know i know and it's so funny because that imposter syndrome kicks in you're like you're like you freaking idiots like this i'm crushing it right now yeah yeah but then, but then you want to add that material yeah then you're like oh, and that's what it catches again. up yeah i remember like the i remember the first time like jokes started falling flat at the mic and i was like oh and now i'm just like everybody else you know and there's that the it's, a, it's a mix is worn off yeah and it's a nice feeling because you're like oh cool i'm part of the team like i'm part of the scene now but it's also this terrifying thing where you're like i gotta write <laughs> and you're like, like what am i gonna write about who am i gonna write about it's like oh. Okay, I just want to kind of do the hits, but all right, it's I fine. just feel like 20, 2020 and 2021 was hard on everyone because no one knew, really knew what to write. Oh my like, God. I remember going to, I remember going to comedy bar and I was like, I'm in a city. Most cities lean blue, but I did not know that I was in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> so I remember like making fun of people for not wearing masks and just silence. And I was like, what? Well, and that wasn't even necessarily a, a political thing at that point. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was. No. But I think a lot right. of people that didn't care either way yeah. were just tired of talking about it. Well, and we were like, you know, we're at a comedy club. So when you think about it, you're like, what are we even talking about here? Yeah, but like, I came here to escape this. I don't want to yeah, keep right. talking about this. Like, I right. learned early on, because, I mean, it's all we had is staring at your own walls for a year. You know, but I right, learned right, real right. quick that out when we came out of that pandemic, people don't want to talk about this anymore. Unless you're in New York. And that was that's and that's a crazy thing is like and I couldn't tell you what the comedy scene's like now. Um, I just know that the guys that I really, really respect have stayed on the road for the most part. You know? Like and I don't know what that is. I don't know what's happening at happening back home that you know, is keeping them on the road, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm they good. don't. Yeah, they don't seem to have any complaints about it. That's yeah. what I'm, I guess what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I feel like a lot of the comics I knew in New York either aren't posting a lot about shows, or they're just not going to a lot of shows, or they're back in their other scene because they got tired of New York. Yeah. Well, so it's funny with North Carolina. I feel like. And again, it's like, you know, it's all bubbles, right? It's like just who you see on Facebook and who you see on Instagram, you know? And I'm sure if I did a deeper dive, it wasn't the case. But I felt like all the North Carolina guys went home. Yeah. And then stayed. Did. Yeah. And then just stayed. And it seems like they're doing so much better than what they were doing with the grind up in New York. And that's, that is something nice about, like, and again, I can't speak to the scene now, but there is something really nice about New York is that, like, it does teach you to succeed elsewhere if you do have to leave, you yeah. know, because it's just a, I'm not going to say a work ethic, but it's just like, it's so just clawing at each other just to get five minutes, <laughs> you know, that you just, when you go to a place that, like, you don't have to fight like that, you can actually just enjoy comedy and the writing and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, man, I don't. Like I thought it was stressful enough when they would hide the sign up sheet at Dead Crow somewhere in the building and you had to find it because we had always had a mob sign up. So oh, they started really? hiding it. So that was their way of weeding out some people. But yeah, I thought I just, that was brutal. I couldn't imagine trying to 
like the one week I spent up in New York, we went to one of those mics where you drop your name off and they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, check back in in like two and a half hours. Like four hours. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was one mic that I actually really enjoyed, but the sign up started at noon and you would get there for the actual mic at like say seven or eight o'clock and they didn't say no on this list. So however long the list was is how long that mic went. And I remember like showing up and my name was like 65th or something, just something insane. How much time did everyone get? Like three minutes, four minutes, something like that. Still, Maybe less. God, that's three hours. Yeah. To you. And I would like leave and come back and they'd be like, all right, this is the 30th comic. And I'd just be like, guys, take me off the list. Like I can't be here till 3 a.m. You know, yeah. and I understand some people go through with it and love that part of comedy. Where they're just like, no, nah, no, nah, I gotta hit, I gotta hit every mic, and I gotta be out till three or four a.m. I mean, I and had that phase, but I'm no longer in that phase. <laughs> sure, yeah. When I was twenty-four, it was a blast. Yeah, but but then you just get like one peep of actual life, <laughs> and they're like, oh, hey, having a girlfriend's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hanging out with her is is kind of fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I definitely so feel the- like that time is beneficial. Where you're hanging out at the club till two, you're networking yeah, yeah. with headliners, you're picking their brains, you're going, you're getting a car full of comics from one city and going to do three mics at a at a new city, you know? Like yeah, that's, yeah, that's a blast. Right. It's and it's what builds you up in the scene and builds those bonds. That now, when someone you know in your group gets a show, hey, guess what? You've you've built that bond. You're on their show. You know, you got it, the crew. It's, yeah, it's nice. You know, but. I can't stay in that. I can't do that anymore. Yeah, we're too old. So what, I guess, what made you, because, so I went from a, a, one of the biggest scenes in the entire, just entire world, not even just like the entire country. I mean, New York's huge, but I went from that to this. Um, but yours was a step up from Wilmington to, to Nashville. So what made you, like, why here and not like Atlanta or Chicago or something like that? feel like Atlanta got oversaturated. And they did shut like, down pretty hard. I feel like a yeah. lot of people went to New uh, to Atlanta. A lot of comics yeah. from, from Wilmington went to Atlanta. Okay. And uh, I love Atlanta. I love uh, traveling to Atlanta, but I already had connections in Atlanta. Yeah. I was like, I can go do that sometime. So I didn't have any connections in Nashville. So I was like, let me build connections in Nashville. And it's so central to everything. It is like traveling, which is what I wanted moved here to do has been amazing because we got a great airport. If you need it, you got Mm -hmm. 24, 65, 40, like everything's right here. Just jump on a highway and go. I still wanted to keep all those connections I had in the East Coast, so I didn't want to move too far from the East Coast. Yeah, I knew I wanted to dip into that, you know, at least every quarter. Uh, and it's hard to do because we were looking at Denver and Nashville, and right. I absolutely, outside of the city of Denver, had zero connections in the West Coast. So that ultimately was the deciding factor: is to move to a bigger scene, but not. F- too far from what i've already established well and i believe i can't remember if a guest talked about this or if we just talked about it with them but denver is uh it's tough to get outside of denver yeah like it's a great scene it's huge 
Um, but it is tougher to travel. So yeah, Nashville is really good for that. I mean, like we were just talking about all the the spots we just hit in the last couple of weekends and yeah, like yeah. even getting from I here to state college. Too. Yeah. I didn't buy, I, you know, Columbus was five hours, maybe six. And then Columbus to state college was five. And that is Thank so you. much better than doing the, like the nine hour treks all over the place. It just drive you crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I guess my only, one. Yeah, my only, I guess, so I I didn't think about it the way you did, where like, you know, I'd spent years establishing all these connections in New England, you know, because that's kind of New York's easy outlet to go up to. Uh, I've become, I, a lot of my best friends in comedy are from the Burlington comedy scene, you know, and I like all this time putting it together. And then instead of like thinking to myself, maybe just like go up there, I was like, Let's just burn it down and go to Nashville, <laughs> and, and you know, and it's been really cool because I got to like I don't you know I'd never done a show in Atlanta until I moved to Nashville, and now I have all those connections down there and like building it up in Alabama and yeah you know so I guess you know it's it's nice to build that but now I feel like I'm having a harder time going back to the Northeast and and getting all that. That's fair. Uh, yeah, you don't you want to keep making the connections and building the bridges, but. You know, you still got to yeah, get yeah. back to it. Yeah, and then I'm gonna burn it all down here, and then go to Denver <laughs> and start all over again. Anyway, none of it matters in the first place. Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those You're things. Crazy where a tr- for wanting to do another new scene. Well, that's more about like it's not really about the scene. It's more about just like a different way of life. Yeah, you know, uh, and like I, I've appreciated my time here, obviously. Um, you know, and it's going to suck leaving some people behind, but I'm just that sort of point where I'm like, I just don't really want to live here anymore. No, I got you. Tennessee's you know? turning a lot of people off. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it. you know, price wise too. It's like, well, what's the difference? <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause I can't even say like, oh no, I like love how cheap it's been when it's not, <laughs> when it's just not at all. Every, everybody's know? expensive now. You know, like it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Way That's why you and me, it's all gonna be we'll expensive. go well we're gonna go live in southern pines together right it's getting expensive there too bro is it yeah, yeah. i was gonna say maybe we get a get a duplex you live on one half i live on the other half <laughs> yeah. we'll it'll be about knock on the wall what i need two sugar grand each each month uh yeah it's ridiculous well if you could it's expensive what's here. a yeah it is so what's a uh what's like a comedy like what's what's i don't know Cause you know how like you have uh I don't know how I'm trying to articulate this like you know how you have like your main scene like you had Wilmington mm-hmm. I had New York whatever it is who and I kind of just briefly touched on this with Burlington who was your like home away from home comedy scene I had two one was Greenville North Carolina okay uh, shout out to Matt White always made me feel uh, Matt White Eric Schaus the professor. Always made me feel uh, comfortable up at uh, old mm-hmm. ECU, and I went to East Carolina, so you know I knew Greenville a little bit, and I had friends that actually finished college there, so <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I got to go and hang out with them a lot. Uh, so Greenville was one, and then before all the crap that happened to them, uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Really, oh, yeah. I'm excited because I do get to go back to Columbia at the end of June. Nice. I would go down there a lot, um, and then they had some unfortunate events happen. 
Yeah, I didn't get to, they really just built that comedy scene back up. So shout out to Topher and Wayne and Jen uh, and Ryan for, you know, building that scene back up. Cause it was great. It was a great spot in the South for a long time. <clears throat> so glad they're getting back to where they were. It's funny how just one guy can ruin everything. Ruin it. It's 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 like and it's just so well, and money. And that's <laughs> all money, yeah. But that is the unfortunate thing about a small scene is you can't escape these people. Well, that's the thing is if you're in a small scene, you got to make sure you vibe with that small scene. Sure, because one yeah. or two people are going to run that small scene. Yeah, I remember. I'm not going to say which city it was, but I remember like recently I was going to a new city that I've performed in once or twice, but not heavily. And I remember like someone reached out on Facebook about doing a show at their club. And then immediately my DMs were flooded with like other local comics from that scene being like, do not mess with that guy. And like, I appreciate it because I wouldn't have known otherwise. Right, you know right, I mean? right, right, right. That's the thing. But man. that's it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a quick, it was a quick, like, well, that went from having five shows to only doing one. <laughs> but you know, I don't think it's a bad did thing it to save still... you a heart, a headache later on, you know? Yeah, probably. I mean, and that's, that's one thing that I have always tried to stick to is like having morals and doing comedy. I think Oof, is, I think it's hard sucker. Yeah. I think it's harder to keep your morals and, and uh, I know, but that's a conversation for a different day. Isn't it Drew? Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would say, uh, Burlington was probably my home away from home. Portland, Maine, like but there was only like one or two shows there, but it was I just was one of those. How many shows in Portland? Yeah, there? there's not a lot, but I just like I had friends from college that went up there, and it was just like one of those cities that I was like, this is so much fun. So I always felt very welcome there when I would go up, and honestly, Denver, Denver sort of become. Yeah. I mean, Denver that's why I'm fantastic. Yeah, and that's why I'm not too nervous about a move next year because. There's guys that I see and I, you know, I get to give them a hug like it's, you know, long lost brother kind of stuff. And you're just like, you don't feel that kind of like, uh, like nervousness of like trying to start over so much. You're like, Good. oh no, I, I Go gotta take over so I can come visit. Yeah, because that's what that's what Denver needs is another white guy <laughs> talking about his dad issues. Luckily, I don't ski or snowboard really. At least I have some. That's that's my diversity. Is I do ski, but of course yeah. I ski. But look at me. I got a snowboard but, hanging above my head right now. When was the last time you snowboarded? It's been a while. My knees have uh, given. I up. was gonna say, but I didn't think your knees could. Yeah, it's probably about five years ago. I could see you looking pretty cool when I. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I was I could good. See you. I was good. Yeah, at I bet. Uh, I was. Yeah. I hate that my body uh, gave up on me way before I wanted to stop doing athletic things. Yeah. You know, and it's like, just so, it's so expensive. Oh God. It is one yeah. of those things where you're like, why, 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 <laughs> why is your, it all so expensive? Yeah. But also why does your body give up at like your late, your, your mid twenties? Like you got a whole nother, like three fourths of a life to go. Well, isn't that your body's like, Psh. Yeah. But isn't that one of those conversations of like, well, humans are only supposed to live to be a certain age. <laughs> we're outliving our, we're outliving our, we're out, shooting our, 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 out kicking our, our coverage. Yeah. Our bodies are like, well, stop doing this. <laughs> You're supposed to die at 30. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. 
this yeah. is how we slowly divulge the next thing i know you're on a computer being like um let me actually just look this up yeah. see if this is real oh uh, life God. expectancy was 34 years old and our next guest is a conspiracy theorist out of tampa <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah what uh what is the main thing that you think young comics forget about when they go to a new scene like if you could go back and tell young you going into a new scene what would you do differently you know actually when i first got here uh brad sativa local comic here is great um he didn't really give me any advice but he acknowledged what i was doing and it was just getting to know the scene just getting to know the people you know giving everyone at least a chance to to get to know them even if i didn't like their material or whatever it was just like getting to know them as people a little bit um and yeah, and that's it. I mean, just get to know who's around you. You know what I mean? And like, I'm, and I've never really believed that all comics have to be friends. Like, I don't think, you know, no, just the respect's got to be there. But yeah, like, you know, try and respect one another and just, you know, you will find your friends in that way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just, yeah. you know, the first thing I would do is just hit the mics, hit the bar shows, hit everything and just hang out and get to know everybody and, you know, very quickly you'll find out who you like and who you don't like. <laughs> and, yeah. But like also who's going to make you not a better comic, but who, you know, you can write with, who you can, yeah. you know, run an idea by, that kind of thing. That's what I was going to say is just come in humble and not know, like, just you're not going to know maybe where your spot is in the scene right from the gig. Yeah. You'll, you'll pick it up. like, And you do have yeah. you do need to give back to the scene in some yep. way, shape or form. I yeah, I believe in whether that being a show or you know helping a younger comic out that needs some guidance. I mean, don't be a creepy dude. We don't need any more creepy dudes. No, like oh, no. the single female needs help writing. Oh, you want to write together? Don't do that. That is like mainly say cur- do the show, but book a show <laughs> or host an yeah. open mic or get into a rotation with someone. You know, give back some way, shape, or form. Well, and also I think expanding your network by working together right i mean like how many road runs have we done together and we've each been able to help the other one find a new show or whatever it is uh-huh. you know and i think that's very beneficial for sure um and i actually i do kind of miss the uh the 2021 days where it you know it was weird because i, I feel like there was things happening in this scene that i was unaware of because i hadn't been living here long enough to know them you know um, and I know there's some people that still weren't coming out to shows and that kind of thing. And I know there's friction there, but I sort of miss like the old twin kegs days where it was just like, you know, you did whatever you had to do during the day and then you got to see everybody at night. Um, but then as things like, you know, started opening up and people sort of moving around again, I feel like the competitiveness came back, right. Where it was like, all oh, right, this is a job and it's a very difficult job and it's very hard to get ahead in. So we kind of lost the uh, plot there a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But <clears throat> yeah, need a lot more working together. They're not not a lot more competitive. Yeah. Stuff. But yeah, and I don't know. Maybe it's coming back around. Me. Yeah, I know. But we'll see. Yep. Well, what what uh what you got coming up? What you excited about? Uh, what do I got coming up? Actually, uh, May is, is going to be pretty fun. Um, I'm off for two weeks while I'm in New York and doing all that stuff. I am headlining my first comedy festival. Noise. And uh, I think without any surprise, 
It is, uh, I am a honorary ally at a pre-pride LGBTQ plus slash military comedy festival in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, and if you had told me all that in one sentence five years ago, I would have been like, that checks out. <laughs> but I'll be doing that at the end of May. Uh, I'm doing Stardome in Birmingham for the first time at the end of May. I'm really excited about that. Uh, I got a clean show in Mobile, which I've never done before and never been. So we'll see. How much that's time like. clean do you have to do? Like 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be doing a Blake Wexer. I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. I know, but hey, uh, I mean, the thing is, most of my jokes are only like a couple curse words away from being clean. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can adjust it, and you know, I'll just honestly, I'll probably just borrow your act. <laughs> okay, yeah, charge a <laughs> rental fee. I just keep saying Drew Harrison over again. Um, but I got that going down to Atlanta, uh, which I haven't been back in a while. I'm doing like a one night there. And then I'm going to Knoxville for two nights. Um, yeah. So I'm just kind of hitting the road again. And I guess maybe I'll do a show in Nashville if someone invites me. <laughs> what well, do you still got? got? Stone Cold Sober every Oh, we got Stone Cold. First yeah. Friday. First Friday. PM at Did we talk about the last one? No. When you let me in charge? Oh no, no, we didn't. We what talked happened? about it. What happened? What happened? What well, I'm mean? not going to say I'm not going to say a woman took her shirt off, but that did happen. So a I am going to say took it. Her shirt off. I told you about that. Did you? Okay, so if you don't know, for for our, for our listeners at home, Stone Cold Sober is a head to head competition where two teams go go at it: one drunk, one sober, one uh, inebriated in a different way. And uh, I don't like the part where I have to pick who gets the biggest cheers. And so Drew and Jasper let me on my own. And so I brought audience members on to represent the comics. And I brought up this this a couple like in their 50s to represent uh, Zach Townsend and uh, Ryan McComb. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm standing behind the couple so I put my hand over the guy who was representing Zach. Big Roar. Zach had a great set. They they ended up he ended up winning that one. But Big Roar put my hand over the woman's head to represent Ryan. Also a cheer, and then she just lifts her shirt up. And I was like, literally, these guys left me in charge, and without any any, like I did nothing. Like you did, did that. Nothing. Don't I say you did nothing. nothing. You did that. You caused that. I did. I did nothing wrong. Nope. Anyway, but the funny thing is, Zach still won. That's <laughs> the guy. The guy still Zach said was funnier than 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 boobies than, than a woman. But you know, she kept her bra on, so it wasn't full. Like I think we would have actually been in some pretty serious trouble if it had gotten to them. I, a, I don't know if it'd be there in our contract. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it becomes a strip club then. But if you uh if if you like if that's the kind of action you're into first friday of every month come check out stone cold sober check it out awesome and man. what do you get what, what got, are you doing the rest of may uh, i got virginia beach i'm gonna be in virginia beach in the middle of the month uh and then i'm just doing some local stuff doing some nashville shows huh? oh look yeah. at you yeah. look at you see it can I'll be take... i'll be back in uh, yeah be back in Chattanooga. I'll be back in Chattanooga at the end of the month doing a showcase at Comedy Catch. Oh, excellent. And then, yeah, doing a Pride show in June. I'm excited. Will leaving me on my own to do that. 
but I know. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go explore the northeast, northwest, yeah. actually northwest. That's fair. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, check out everything uh, on Instagram at Laugh with Harrison. Um, follow Will's uh, summer excursions <laughs> as he goes through New York and doesn't do comedy. Then we thought you were gonna be like, check out some of Will's crap. <laughs> Did I was I, did I did I say anything wrong? You see what no, this no, you didn't. You see what, he, for you see what he expects me to say? Just for the way I don't know. Just the way you're. You see, you're you see people. See, this is this, look. Just just young comics out there. If you're looking which which path to take, look at look at the path of Mister Will Abels, who is stressed out of his mind, worried someone's about to talk trash. Or you can go <laughs> small southern scene and be relaxed and laid back like me. So that's true. If you have your option of scenes to come up in, don't start in New York. <laughs> that's the moral of the story. Like, you'll be you losing your me? hair. Yeah, you're gonna be losing your hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, shout out to Project Nerd for having us part of their family. Check out they got a film festival coming up in Denver, so go check that out. Check out all their great content and. Stay tuned. We'll see you next time. Did Project Nerd make that? Uh, hey guys, we are back for a. You got a last time, don't you? Well, every time you call to start the show, every single time. What? Every you always time. cough. You always cough to start the it's, show. It's it's how I start. It's my process. I okay. All right. Fine. We'll mess with your process. <laughs>